under the table? <laughs> Probably. Hi. All right. Davy Love in the house. Modern Problem Show. We're broadcasting live from Royal Fox Studio, 415 Howe Ave, Shelton, Connecticut. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. To the right of me. Back from Tulum. Back from COVID. Back from the Bermuda Triangle. Give it up for the healer. The spiritual sealer. What? Say what? Soramar Estrada. <laughs> Hello, beautiful souls. All right. Across from her. Give it up. She's been fighting with real housewives of Fairfield County. Give it up for Missy Papa George. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Blow me up like that. <laughs> oh, I just heard a rumor. Uh, Across from me, the man, the myth, the legend. Give it up for Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. Hello. All right. Now we're going to give it up for our sponsors, the ones that pay the bills. Quote, unquote. Are you ready? Air quotes, hands. Quote, quote, quote. Yeah, quote, quote, I had quote, to get quote. you all stressed out here. I got stressed about this whole situation, but I took some CBD. I got my Delta 8 pen right Ooh. over here somewhere. Where'd I don't know where it is. Where'd you get it from, Davey? Where'd you get it? It's on the remedy. <laughs> 43 North Colony Road, Wallingford, Connecticut. Connecticut's first and only craft CBD store. Hit them up at theremedy.care. Soramar, tell them about mindful serenity healing. Hello, beautiful souls. If you're ready for some energy healings and some guidance in your life, dumb direction, and to find your purpose, find me at mindfulserenityhealing.com where I will guide you all day. Ooh. Ooh, all day and all sexy. night. All day, all <laughs> I'll take it. Mm, spiritual healing. Tepper, tell them about high AF coffee. Tell them about high AF coffee. Well, it's coffee, and um, it doesn't <laughs> get you, it doesn't get you high AF. I'll tell you that, but it is delicious. Um, ethically sourced, different sources around the world. Delicious blends. AJ's blend is my personal favorite, and it's brought to us mm. by our good friend Alexis Fox. Awesome. Owner, founder, CEO. I made I made part of that up, but I mean it's her company. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go see him at highafcoffee.com and guess so. Alright, alright. I always like some high AF coffee after I finish my Italian food from Antonio's Ooh, and Beacon Falls. Beacon best Falls. Italian food ever. They make their bread homemade. Go mm. see my boy Chris Tataro. Tell him Davy Love sent you. And Pizza Holics. Guess mm. what? You can get the Bozak because the best pizza around is <laughs> Papa's Pizza in Milford. <laughs> Papa's Pizza Online.com. Hit him up, my boy. Go see Russ. Go He'll see toss Russ. Toss yourself. So, tonight we got a good show. We got Reggie Bullock. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Next week we have Lit Spices, Bella Ferrari, and uh, Celeste Bonin. She has her own wardrobe line as well. Ooh. And then the following week after that, we have Christine Ullman, the Beehive Queen, rescheduled. Reschedule. Juicy. First week of March, we have Mia Jackson, comedian. Ooh, ooh, she's ooh. Amy Schumer's uh, 
opener Ooh. and Dave Chappelle's opener Ooh. on tour. So that Chief one's going to be a good one. Sounds good. And Can't we wait. also have uh, Tash Neal oh, yes. sometime in March. We're figuring cool. that out. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, that's going to be uh, in the New York studio for oh. that one. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> <clears throat> so... That one's going to be good. We'll have him uh, perform some songs, and uh, we have a bunch of good stuff. So tune in. Wow. Hello, hello, hello. What's good? Reggie Bullock, what's going on, my man? Nothing much, man. Just sitting here relaxing in like a smoking jacket. Oh, like like a playboy. (laughs) Oh, shit. Let me introduce you. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind (laughs) of like that. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Across from me, you were mad he wasn't here last time, but he's back. Oh, Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. What's up, Rich? Tepper, the hot stepper. We're, fa- we're, we're like best Facebook friends now. Did oh, you yeah. know that? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Like I, 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 love like I love it. I love it. He's a comedian, and I'm his manager. That's he right. really is. That's Uh-oh. right. <laughs> to the okay. right of me, we have the healer, Soramar Estrada. Hello. Yes. When Hi. I find out that she could do all that good stuff, Ooh. I want to contact. I want to let everybody know. I'm into that, the whole healing. Oh, I'm really awesome. into that. I got you. Yes. I got you. Yes. Okay. Oh, there we go. And mm-hmm. across yeah. from her, we have the Real Housewives of Fairfield County's right. own <laughs> rebel, <laughs> Missy Papa George. Hey, man. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Looking forward okay. to hearing from you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, Reggie. All right. And who are you? I don't know who you are. Me? Who am I? Oh, no, not you. The guy that's no, introduced everybody. We just oh. we just found him on the uh, side yeah, of the street. They just found me out of the dumpster on the side oh, of the road. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. 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 We just invited him in. That's where I, I was plowing I the. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I was plowing the lot. <laughs> well, what lot Literally. were you plotting? Who were you plowing? The Weight Watchers parking lot. You all right. Boom. So, Reggie, last time we had you on, we had you on for the uh, Greatness Five, and you were talking yes. about all black history, which is appropriate yes. to talk about now. Now, I know you also have A Time to Dance, which uh, just yes. came out, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely appropriate that we talk a lot about black history this month, seeing that it is February. Okay. And I know... I... Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I know. I was going to say that I know Missy Pop George had a great question that we were talking about uh, before that she wanted to hit you off that would be perfect to start off the interview with. Oh, Mm -hmm. you want to? Okay. Well, it's February, but I wanted to ask about uh, what seems to be a new celebration, uh, Juneteenth. You know, not a new celebration, but in in our community here in Connecticut, I feel like a lot more people are becoming aware of you know other p- holidays that maybe we should be uh-huh. celebrating a little bit more often and i was just wondering if you could give a brief breakdown about the explanation as to what juneteenth is because we were sort of going over that uh before we started talking uh-huh. to you tonight so what would you well how would you best summarize juneteenth mm. well, well let me just i'm going to be very very honest with you um as far as teaching kids for years and history and even black history, I knew very little about Juneteenth day. Um, the, the first time I found out about it was I, I finished teaching St. Thomas More, So that was what 80 was like 82 to 92. And then when I left that school, I went to Norwich free Academy, which is in Norwich, Connecticut near the casino. 
And when I went up there, I started working with the uh, NWA, the head of the NAACP was coming to my office all the time, real elderly lady. She was coming to my office all the time, and she said to me one time, Reggie, are you going to ever have anything for Juneteenth Day? And I said, excuse <laughs> oh me, Juneteenth? She said, I know you've been teaching black kids. You don't know Juneteenth Day? And in my mind, I didn't know anything about it. I never heard of it. So I looked at her, I said, yeah, I know about Juneteenth Day, like, uh, but what is your Juneteenth Day about? <laughs> and I'm trying to find out what it is. So she said, that was the day when the slaves, there were slaves in Texas, and they didn't know they were free for almost two years after slavery is over. And somebody told them it was on June, I think, believe it's June 19th. Yes. And June 19th, they turned it into Juneteenth. And, oh, that's big in Norwich. And in my mind, I'm like, really? <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of this. And I was born and raised in New York where we're getting news more than any other mm -hmm. place. So. Anyway, long story short, that was the first time I heard of it, and I had to be at least, how old was I at the time? I was probably about 32, 33 at the time, and I had never heard of it. And so I called my mother. I said, Ma, you ever heard of Juneteenth Day? She said, no, nah, I never heard of it. I know all these old women sound alike. They're going to start to sound alike. And I asked my sister. She said the same thing. She said, I had never heard of it. Now, what's happened since that time, since 92, it's been picking up steam each year. And it still hadn't broke through until, believe it or not, Trump did something weird, said something weird about it. And then he's trying to take claim for, you wouldn't know about Juneteenth Day if it wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So he took credit for it, Fuck even though he's doing something slick with Kanye. It had something to do with him. But anyway, long story <laughs> short. We're at a point now where I've told a lot of my friends, whether they're white or black, don't feel bad because this is something that I was supposed to know and I hadn't known anything about it. But it makes sense because it hadn't picked up steam nationally. Now it's picking up steam and supposedly a lot of corporations ever since the uh, the George Floyd thing, we're going to have Juneteenth Day off. Oh, really? When did that start? So... Um, but that's that's where we're at with it. Don't feel funny or bad or weird for not knowing it because I did not know. And I'm the one person that was supposed to know more than any. <laughs> oh, thank God. I feel so much better. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to know. So Great. Don't feel bad at all. Now, I know you, you're doing the a Time to Dance now. Um, you're are you going to do any more to The Greatness 5? Are you going to add more episodes? to that yes I, I am going to add more episodes and slowly you guys are getting a, a kind of exclusive here but slowly as mm -hmm. time goes on i'm going to move the greatness five into telling stories about everyone um That's because there are a lot of stories about great that we don't even know about great um i hate to use the term white people but great <laughs> european people in this country <laughs> yeah because i think it's so juvenile we're still at the point you're black i'm white what right, are you you're, right. you're, you're black we're still at that baby point but just to play along with it there are a lot of white people <laughs> do not know the i'm offended of, offended. White, <laughs> of white people that have really helped in the struggle of helping black people there's a lot of them mm -hmm. yeah. but we don't talk about them or we talk about them like they're crazy like john brown when you when you guys saw a picture of John Brown in any history book, you thought he was a madman. You he, thought he was Santa Claus. Had gone he looks like he was out there <laughs> eating people. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Time. He's got the long beard. He's oh, yelling yeah. in there. America. High. You see, you see <laughs> the look on his face. You're like, he's really, really weird. Well, the reality was, this was one of few guys that put his life on the line. Mm -hmm. And then we could go into uh, Viola Liuta, a woman from Detroit who went all the way down during 1964 to help black people vote. She knew. 
this was going to be dangerous. And the Ku Klux Klan was riding one night. They and she picked up uh, she picked up two black men and said, "You better get in this car now. It's nighttime. You better get in this car now. I believe the Klan is near here. They're going to kill you guys." And as she's driving, they stopped the car, and they were so mad that they killed one of the black guys. The other black guy pretended to be dead, and she they just killed her because how dare wow. you be a white person wow. to help help these? See, stories like this are not told wow. either. Mm-hmm. And so, if we heard these stories, and if I was Liuta, you know what's interesting? I'm Facebook friends with her daughter, and I want to tell her daughter so bad. You know how much I have talked about your mom for the past thirty mm-hmm. years, and I don't know how to say it. Right. You know, I'm sure she's had a lot of people. They just created a statue of her mom. Wow. But this was, I believe, she was Italian. I mean, and we have so many stories like that that are out there. That if black people and white people could see this, mm-hmm. that maybe they would they would say, "Hey, wait, we we didn't know this, and this this is history we don't talk about. We really haven't talked about that history." So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do some more light stuff that I think, because I want to get this stuff in the schools as much as possible. These little short 20-minute videos. I want to get them in schools. Right. So everybody can learn real history and understand the pain. Yeah, and understand. And another thing I want to do is understand the pain. This is something that we've lost. And I don't think we, I know we don't teach this out of the history Mm books. Um, Most groups that have come here have suffered in ways that's very similar to black people. They have suffered tremendously in ways but they've like forgotten that do you know as an italian there were i believe 80 to 100 that were lynched in new orleans because they thought they were black oh, they yeah. thought they were black like, oh you guys oh, yeah. got girly hair yeah you're dark skin yeah, yeah. kill them you well, know so i mean we don't man, we forgot you could do you could do a whole thing on new orleans man because race is a whole different thing down there too like i work yes. with, i work with a lot of new orleans artists and like our good friend renard boissier yeah like that's an old mm-hmm. new orleans family they've run like all the funeral homes and do all like wow. the second yeah. line funerals and everything and he could tell mm-hmm. you he, he could tell you all about that man it's a whole different, really? it's a whole different thing down there yeah like, like you yeah. like you know you're talking about italians being lynched but at the same time you'll meet people with blonde hair and blue eyes and they are black yes. and don't you dare yes. tell them yes. they're not black <laughs> you know right Absolutely. Like, it's a whole different thing it, it really is yeah. and uh I, I had a I had something i was gonna say it'll come back to me in a minute but um it's i think if we could learn that oh i was gonna mention the irish the irish early on oh, Lord, yeah. during the early times of <laughs> slavery they were like tight with us they really were Right. And what happened was, I think the slave masters in the South recognized, okay, look, we got a problem here. The indentured servants who are Irish are blending in with these other people who we look as animals. They're blending in. They're talking to them. They're they're on it. So we've got to do something different. So according to the book uh, Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett Jr., um, great book, he um, he stated in his book that what happened was these slave masters were so afraid that there was going to be unity amongst these two downtrodden groups that they said, okay, let's tell all of the Irish that are living on these plantations with black people, let's tell them that you're better than them. Don't start mixing them, mixing with them. And here's an added thing. We're going to make you the, uh, I forgot the term for it, but we're going to make you the overseers. We're going to make you overseers of the plantation. So now we're going to, we're going to create a difference between you where you think you're better. Mm-hmm. The other history of Italians, Irish. That's Jews, how the police they, were invented, oh, Reggie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> they were the overseers. The wagon. Yeah, they, yeah. There was a lot of, there's, the there's a lot cops, of people that would yeah. seriously, all jokes aside, a lot of people would agree with you 100% that that's where they came from. Yep. But then you've got a lot of the uh, immigrants that were coming over here, getting off of the boat in the early 1900s at, mm-hmm. at, at Ellis Island. And a lot of them were told, 
they didn't have hatred in their heart either. A lot of them were told the reason why you're struggling getting jobs is because, see, we just ended slavery. And a lot of those black slaves are moving up here in New York and Philadelphia, and they're taking all your jobs. So they're the ones that are ruining this economy. They're, it's kind of like the immigrant thing, how we look at it. They're right. the ones ruining it. And so if you tell that to people who have nothing, and uh, you tell them enough, mm-hmm. they start to believe it. And then that mm-hmm. hatred, hatred in New York is, is worse than what people could imagine as a kid. We really, really divide ourselves. I love New York, don't get me wrong, but but some of that stuff needs to be told to kids of all races so that we understand that we all have an input. We all have something great to give to this country. But go, but skipping for one second, time to dance. If you saw it, what did you think about the dancers? I have to ask you that, Dave. Oh, I thought the dancers were phenomenal. It probably, they incredible? It, yeah, and, and like so hilarious. I mean, I thought I was the man back in the 80s. You dancing used to in the could, dorms, you, you know? really could dance. Yes. I thought I was I the know, man. I know, they're looking at you now. What I happened? Looking at you now. No, I'm telling you, I know. You dance for us? I was doing the running man. You yeah, know, the you still play. do that shit. It's I not good. James Brown splits. I was rocking it. He all. was doing all of that. He used to win the dance contest back in the day. Yes. But uh, though, I, I so couldn't, I, I couldn't believe how old those dances really were, and then they yeah. just changed. That's what impressed yeah. me. Like I was like, holy shit! Yeah. I thought we were doing the new shit, and then you had the videos yeah. in the 1930s. And yeah, 1943. Run- yeah, oh that's the first God. time we have the the moonwalk is done in 1943. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. <clears throat> and and Michael did it on TV in 1984. Yep, mm-hmm. so you're talking 20 years, 40 years, right? Is yep. my math right, or am I drinking too much? No, no, no. 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. Oh, also, 40 years. Yeah. Also, yeah, also I mean, let's be real. I, I love me some Michael Jackson. Oh, he was doing ripped off James Brown's moves. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll say it. Yes. Yeah, I'll say, oh, yeah. I'll say it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know. Yes. A lot of his stuff was James Brown. But I think they took a little bit from every single person, you know, that if you're a dancer or you're a creator, you take a little bit from mm-hmm. each person. Oh, well, you always do. I mean, you do the same thing as a musician. I mean, that's influence. Yes. You know? yeah. But I yes. like how you did that in your uh, one of the episodes on A Time to Dance. You do the history mm-hmm. of the Browns. You got Bobby oh, Brown, yeah. James <laughs> Brown, and then Chris Brown, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you didn't yeah. talk about how the beatings went in all together. <laughs> no. <laughs> you ain't shit. Oh. You know, because they well, all did have no, that tied yeah. in together, yeah. too. Yeah. They oh, knew how to together. beat the beat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Somebody on my page, I don't know if you, I, it's still up. I don't think I took it down. Because there was no reason, because it was funny. They said, hey, uh, I just noticed that the three Browns you have, they're great dancers. You know, they all beat their wives. <laughs> yeah. so, so he said, do you have any Browns that didn't beat them? And I thought it was really, really funny because it was a friend of mine that I've known since I was a child. And I said I said to him, yeah, you could see it. I, I, I don't think I took it as that. I, oh, I didn't even see it. Look, with your criminal brag background, I cannot believe you're on there <laughs> asking me to find a clean person with the last name Brown with you, your criminal <laughs> self. But anyway, yeah, they uh, the Browns and there was something else on there. Um, that I wanted to add in, but I couldn't because it wasn't enough time. The tap dancing, mm. I kind of took that out because I want to get this into a school. Kids in school, they don't want to watch tap dancers. They yeah, you got Gregory Hines. Uh, yeah, yeah. I fit uh, him in. Se- Mr. Sevian. Bojangles. Yo, Savian Glover, man. Yeah, yeah Savian Glover. Savian Glover, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had quite a few in there, but that was really fun to make because, um, spoiler alert, yeah, I think I mentioned, but spoiler alert, I um, 
I've been doing that. I've been working on that film for really, I know this sounds crazy, 20 years. Wow. I know you're saying, wait, well, the film is pretty shitty. You've been working on that for 20 years? <laughs> That's all you got? You could have found at least five clean brown dancers in 20 years. But, but no, what? It, this is how it started. I would watch, matter of fact, uh, Dave, you remember this? I was always bringing VHS tapes for people to watch. Oh yeah, you so, were. I, was I told them about that about tonight yeah. about the Geraldo Rivera. I was Rivera. always bringing VHS tapes. Yeah, the Geraldo. I was always bringing these tapes in. Oh. So what I started to do was to, I've got a two VCRs at the same time. You hook them up, and then I started recording the best dance scenes that I would see at an award show. Mm. And I started doing it after about five years. I had this collection that I could put this thing in, and people at a party would sit there and talk about it. And then. I kept doing it over and over again. I finally learned about DVDs and I started making copies on DVDs until my daughter, <laughs> she was going to UConn and she, um, she was taking a, uh, what do they call those courses where she, um, not a transfer student, but, um, she's not, is it exchange student where she went from UConn for one semester mm-hmm. to university of Nevada, Las Vegas. She had one of her teachers for a communication class happened to be the vice president of, of SAG. At one point, she was vice president of this thing. So Erica says, I'm going to give a presentation, but I'm going to bring in my dad's DVD. Now, I wasn't into filmmaking at the time. It was just something I did on the side. She puts this thing in, and she pulls Erica's side after. She says, how long has your dad been doing this? So he just thought he does this like a hobby. He's not really a filmmaker. She said, this is amazing. And now, mind you, the film was about an hour and 20 minutes long. And she let the class play it. She said, I've never seen anything like this. And so I was trying to get it you know, passed at the time and it never did. But bottom line is I've had 20 years to put these thoughts together mm. and then put them through a computer. So it should be decent if you had 20 years, <laughs> you know, 20 years, yeah. 20 years, it's literally. And I would update it every year. I would update it over and over and over again. Um, so I, I did, I couldn't put an hour and 20 minute movie on, on YouTube. I couldn't do that. That's too long. You didn't get scoop and scrap lover on there. Did you? I had, I'm trying to think, um, trying to think if they're on, I don't know, because see, I put a whole, I had a whole section for rap dancers. Believe it or not, you had so many dancers back in the day when rap first started. You remember, oh, yeah. they were oh, yeah. oh yeah, that they was back when dancers. I was dancing. Heavy D was a dancer. I was dancing before Vanilla Ice I, was around. I, right, I right. Was. You actually I danced worked. in a you couple Wu-Tang videos. Actually. Oh shit, yeah. Missy oh, danced did. in Wu-Tang videos. I did too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> looking for that. <laughs> Which which one was it? I have to look it up. I have to look the names up. My friend Brett directed it. Directed them. Oh shit! (laughs) Brett who? Ratner. I don't want to say he's my friend though. Too loud (laughs) (laughs) anymore. (laughs) He was my friend. (laughs) 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 Was one of those. (laughs) So I have to I have to ask this question. I'm sorry. What is going on with the snow up there? You guys are Uh, getting blasted. Well, it's um, like Antarctica. it's, It's February, so. We get in. This is what's supposed to happen in February. Just the last couple of years been mild. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what it used to be like. Yes. Yes. I'm ready to move. Yeah, I'm over I'm it. Over it. I love it as long as I got nowhere to go. If I got to be somewhere, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't mind when it first snows, but then after, and it's just like there's so much now. It's just packed mm-hmm. in these Being piles inside, that are yeah. like igloos. Yeah, you know, I really, I got, I got nowhere left to put it. Honestly, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass. It looks beautiful. Though. Yeah, put it up your nose, my Reggie, friend. Reggie, you know, there's there's two ways to tell it's February. All right, do you know what they are? What are they? All right, so first, it starts up here. It starts snowing like this. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then the second one is you 
if you turn on TV and you still got cable right. or you got YouTube TV or whatever, and you're clicking around the channels, uh huh, and you see Roots is on. Yeah. Oh my God. When Roots is on, it's February. You know it's you know it's February. It's February. No, you know it's snowing outside. But see, when I was a kid, to show you how old I am, when I was a kid, it always snowed on Christmas. Oh, right. That's it was so like, nice. It was like, that's, yeah. so magical. Yeah. yeah. That's why all those songs that you know, Christmas songs that refer to snow and the sleigh bells are ringing, all that stuff, because it was always snow on the ground yeah. during Christmas. Because it's supposed to but be now, cold in December. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's like fifty degrees, fifty-five yeah. in certain spots, and it's not even—I don't even get the same feeling. No. I get exactly. or, yo, you it's know what's worse vibe. though? It when it rains on Christmas. Yeah. You don't want. Oh, I would yeah, rather. I would rather no be like that. bright and no sunny. If rain on Christmas. Fuck out of here. That's <laughs> a wet Santa Claus coming down your chimney. Reggie, he's angry. He's angry. <laughs> Santa Claus. Wow. Listen. Let me just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share something with all of you right now, and this may make this thing go viral because oh. <laughs> we need a good virus. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for any snow stories, anything like that. Dave, you might remember this because oh, I used to tell shit. you in the classroom all the time. Santa Claus and Christmas <laughs> in my house was a whole different thing. Uh-uh. And let me just tell you it's right now, my parents, and if they're listening to this, and they might one day, <laughs> my parents and all of my aunts and uncles were all on the same page as far as what Christmas night is supposed to be. They're all on the same page. Now that I'm older, I think they were all having sex on that night. <laughs> and the only way they could pull it off was to scare the mess That's out the of the kids. Yep. Yeah, they were like, like they're all going to go to bed tonight. Why? Because this is what they told us, and this is the honest oh, no. truth. Fine. And somebody's going to call in to defend, defend me as it goes on. My parents told me if Santa Claus catches you up at night... He's going to give you a beating. And mind you, we used to get beat in the 60s. In the 60s, you used to get beat all the time. From Santa Claus? That was regular. You can't, you can't look at your kid the wrong way and call the cops now. Yeah. But he's going to give you a beating. And the, the crazy thing with this beating is, he said, and if he doesn't beat you, when you reach up in the stocking, I said, there's coal in there, right? If he's mad at you, there's a, there's a he said, no, there's not a lump of coal. I said, what is it? He said, it's a belt. A belt in the stocking. <laughs> And if I pull the bell out, that means he wants me to beat you Christmas Day. I'm like, oh my no. God. <laughs> no, are you kidding? Now, I am telling the troops. That is I am telling the I know you sound like exaggerated. That stories, is some wild shit, but also genius. My, that is genius. This is genius, isn't it? So, my father, one night, my mother and father, Christmas Eve, we, we all have Christmas Eve night. Christmas Eve is a weird thing for me. It's a, it's a sign of something good's going to happen tomorrow. It's also a sign of, but you remember. If you get caught, <laughs> you get your ass is going to get beat. You're going to get beat. By a- so I remember oh Christmas God. Eve. It was about, I don't know, five in the evening. You know, we'd have to go to bed till about nine. And my mother and father joked around. They were sitting there cooking something. And I was, I don't know, about eight or nine. And my mother says, Reginald, to my father, that's his name. Reginald, do you hear like sleigh bells? And I'm going, what? And, and, and my father goes, yeah, I, th- I thought I heard sleigh bells. That means Santa's coming 5 o'clock in the, after- in the evening. I'm, I'm not in bed. And so I'm sitting there doing, you ever see kids do the pee-pee dance? Mommy, I got to go pee-pee. Yeah. Yeah. They start bopping back and forth. I was doing that like, I don't want to eat. I got to go to bed. I got to go to bed. And then they looked at me. They, they got joy out of this for like 30 seconds to see me doing like a peeping dance going, Mommy, I don't want to go to bed. I don't no. want to eat. I wanna go. And then they said, we're only playing. We're only, it was way too that early for him to come. And I'm like, oh, great. But I still want to go to bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go to bed. So then 
when I was up in bed, I'll never forget this. I had a pair of Captain Crunch pajamas. That's right, my favorite pajamas. Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> yeah, like Underoos. Yeah, but well, these were these were pajamas. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain Crunch pajamas. Captain Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch pajamas, and I was sitting there sweating <laughs> because in the winter time, when the heat would come on, it would make the floorboard expand and you would always hear eh, eh, eh. you would always hear oh, shit. <laughs> but Christmas Eve they get Santa Claus in your room and then the other thing is I had the only way Santa could get in our house because we had a house but it was connected it's like a row house oh, and so with this row house it's got this skylight that leads to the ceiling and that's the only way he could get in our house and my father used to say yeah that's how he comes in I said do that little thing he said yeah that's how he gets in here and it was right next to my bedroom oh, <laughs> so now I'm here. Eh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit, he's in here. He's in here. He's in here. He's in here. Oh, Mind you, I'm six. I've got my eyes closed tight. And I'm sitting there sweating. I remember saying to myself, I kind of got to pee. I got to go to the bathroom. And then I was like, but you can't. Why? You're going to get your ass beat. You just got to hold it in and sit here. Just hold it in and sit here. I remember holding it, closing my eyes, closing my eyes, closing my eyes. I mean, and I was awake with my eyes shut tight, nailed <laughs> shut, for like three hours in the dark. <laughs> he is sitting there just waiting to, oh, here's another one I forgot to tell you. And if he catches you awake while you're in your bed, he spits tobacco in your shut eyes. Shut the no. fuck What? <laughs> I remember that. Tobacco in your eyes. So Yo. I'm sitting there, the reason why my eyes are shut is because he's standing here. I know he's there. I know he's got his big fat Santa Claus cheeks filled with tobacco waiting to go, open your eyes, you little fuck. Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, he's going to spit. He's going to spit. He's going to burn your eyes out. Now, this is tell you a racial part of this. So I asked my father one day, I said, so dad, like, Santa Claus is different in every country. He said, yeah, he's different. I said, really? Yeah. I said, so like, when he spits tobacco in eyes, like, what happens in China? My father told me this, please forgive me, world oh, out Jesus. there. This is my dad, <laughs> 60s, he didn't know anything. He said, ah, he spits chopsticks in their eyes. I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> Chinese little kids' eyes, they get hit with a chopstick. Oh my God. <laughs> How does Santa get the chopstick in his mouth? Yeah. Fire it out with, ah, my eye. What's wrong? I got a chopstick. Oh, my God. But he only does that. He only does that in Asian countries, according to my father at that time. That's some so, wild but shit. But we went through this whole thing. Now, here's, here's one final. I, I, one, I got I got one final part to this story. My God. If anybody looks, I'm Poor sorry. God. I had brain surgery not too long ago, if anybody's listening. So I don't even know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> let, me just, let me just put this out. <laughs> so, so, so every morning when it was finally morning, we would look up. I was like, okay, it's clear. It's light out. He's got to be going. And by the way, I had the most vicious dog in the history of the Bronx. <laughs> so. So if my if Santa Claus could knock out my dog with fairy dust, that's what they told us. Oh, then I'm like, he could do it. He could do anything. And so, so slowly but surely, I would crawl out of my bed. I would tiptoe to my sister's just her door. I said, Gina, you up? So yes, how much? He's terrified too. Yes, how much? <laughs> like, okay, let's let's go to mom's room together. Let's hold hands. Never wanted to hold my hand, sister. My sister's <laughs> hand in my life. Come on, let's hold hands. Let's go to mommy's room. Hey, Ma, yes. You think it's safe to go down the stairs? This was Christmas morning. It's supposed to be joyous. It's supposed to be fun. And we're, walk, we're holding hands like we're walking to the, to the, on the eighth mile, seventh mile, whatever that is, green mile. Like we're going to, <laughs> we're going to die in an electric chair. And we walk downstairs and then we see the toys and we go, oh, 
we survived. We would call our cousins and they would say, did you make it? Me too. <laughs> I swear to you, this is, I cannot make this up because if I made it up, I would add some really some good stuff to this. This really happened until, <laughs> until. All right. Uh, so one day we came down for Christmas and uh, we're coming down the stairs. We look around the corner and there's the tree there and we know we made it. And my sister says, hey, uh, somebody's feet. There's shoes underneath the tree. And I said, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I look around. I'm like, hey, there's alligator shoes with ankles in them. <laughs> so we walk down the stairs. We come around. My dad's laid out underneath the tree. <laughs> so we're like... All right, we're not going to ask any questions of why he's dressed so nice. It's Christmas Day, and he's laying under the tree out. He is out. So all we did was what most kids back then, you don't ask any questions. You pick up your toys around the body. (laughs) You start playing with your Joes on his shoulder, and you just pretend he's not there. And so I think he had a really great Christmas Eve party the night before, but... But um, but don't. That was a regular oh. ritual, and it was frightening. And to this day, and one one last piece to this, I, <laughs> when my mother finally told me, I was about ten or eleven when she finally told me. I was really getting bad, because there was a lot of poor people that lived on my block. My parents weren't poor; we were like lower middle class. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> so when I would see all these other kids that were really poor get toys. But they didn't have as many toys as I did because my parents, they were both working parents. Right. And so I didn't, I really believe like, like religion. I really believe. And they did not tell me until I was like 11. Oh, I was getting told then, like 11. And so I would look at my poor friend, see, that's why you didn't get shit. Wow. <laughs> so, you don't believe in Santa Claus. That's why I no, no, look at the bike you have. Where did the bike come from? Yeah. Mine came from the Schwinn store. Yours came from Caldor's. Yeah. See, there's a difference. Oh. You don't have shit. I would tell him that. Oh, yeah. Tell him until my cousin, who was like the baddest person on the planet at that time, he got more stuff than I did, and we couldn't figure it out. We're like, wait a minute, Santa Claus was a beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this kid has more what? stuff than all. How did it happen? What did he do? He's an evil kid. What did he do? But he would get more stuff. So that's that's my Christmas. And oh, so every funny. time I think about it, I hear the wow. songs, I get happy, but then I get that flashback. Oh. I scared my sister to death when I was old enough. That's straight PTSD. You guys must Listen. not have liked Rudolph or anything. You must have been like shitting your pants when Rudolph was yeah. on. Yeah, you need a couple oh. energy. Yeah, you need a couple well, energy Santa healings. Yeah. Woo. Get yeah, you past that. We did. Yeah, we did a lot of... It was. I loved Rudolph because, you know, that one line, I'm good, I'm cute. Remember that when he said <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cued, C-U-D-E, cued, I'm cued. <laughs> Up cued, up cued. That was really good, Davey. But no, we scared of Santa Claus. Yo, that is some. That's That's crazy. That is like some psychological warfare shit. Like, like I have told my daughter some wild shit. That is that. That is crazy. I remember that same story you told us. I remember in class, (laughs) and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. That is nuts. Like, like, like I one time convinced. You know what's sad? Vigliotti still believes in that. Dude, no, but that's some, that's some sick shit though. Like, I I one time played a long game on my daughter and convinced her I was a werewolf, but like, <laughs> but oh, but wow. Santa, but Santa, Santa whooping you is fucked up. Yeah, that's just yeah. No, no, you're related. No, but I think you're related to me. We got to do the DNA. <laughs> the werewolf is close. Now I'm gonna tell you something I did to my sister. This makes no sense to me at all. I convinced my sister. My sister was the biggest Michael Jackson fan, and Michael was 
me and Michael are the same age. He's a couple months older than me. We're the same age. But anyway, I told my sister one time, just see how far I could go. My <laughs> sister was always like six years younger than me. So when I was 12, I told her, she's about six. I said, hey, Gina, come here. I got something to tell you, but you can't tell anybody. She said, what? I said, no, nah, I can't trust you. I Forget it. Get out of here. She said, no, come on. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I said, look, I just want you to know something. I'm Michael Jackson. So now I'm, <laughs> oh light, I'm a light-skinned black man. I said, I'm Michael Jackson. So she looks at me like, no, you're not. I said, I am. I said, and mom and dad are Joseph Jackson. And, and I said, his mother's name. I, she said, well, then where are all the brothers at? A cousin Johnny, the tall one. Yeah, that's Jackie Jackson. And Marlon is so-and-so. And all oh of these people God. in my family were light-skinned black people. You know, Jackson's a brown. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, how do you do it? I said, we put on makeup and we <laughs> oh And I told God. her this every day. I would look at her when she would want to ask. My mother was sitting there eating. and say, hey, mom, I got a question. I would put my finger up to my lip and go, don't you <laughs> say nothing. And she said that she will tell you to this day it was a stretch. She said she doesn't know how. Because she looks at six years old, is too old to believe something like that. But she said, how did you convince me that we were the Jacksons for like a week? For like one week, she thought we were the Jacksons. <laughs> I'm going to show you some moves. We always rehearse at night when you go to sleep. Oh. You believe it, the werewolf. The but the werewolf, that is, ooh. Oh, yeah. I That's on another level. And that was like, that was a, that was a long game. Like, I, like it's, yeah. I started off kind of joking around like, oh, man, right. like like full moon's coming up. And like, you know, uh -huh. I, I was like, you know, I, I worked in this whole medication story where if I take my medicine, right. I don't have a problem. And then and then one night we're, sit, we're sitting at the, we're sitting at the table and I see a teen wolf and I see the full moon. We're eating dinner. And I see a full moon coming up and I was like, oh, Olivia, oh, my God, I forgot to take my medicine. And she was like, what medicine? I was like. My werewolf medicine <laughs> and i started oh like God. i started like Poor scratching thing. my neck and so shit and, she, so and and i was like oh my god it's happening and i started howling and she and she was like she was still pretty young she was like seven or something and right. she like ran, start screamed and ran and locked herself in her room you traumatized her. <laughs> You know, it was my bad. chakras. Was you just you just clean clean my chakras. Yes. Everything is clean. I've forgiven my parents because that is so bad. Oh, well, where that's, seriously, this is where you need the energy work. It was, it was I need clean it, out yes. your chakras. I, it was bad. Yeah. Yo, I'm clean, baby. Clean but that was that was hilarious. But are you that really? So bad. Oh, that's so bad. Well, oh, well, man. we had growing up in the Bronx. We had I just found not found the story out, but was reminded of the story about a year ago. Before my son moved out, he was living with me all the way up until he was like 21. And then he finally got his own place. But Isaiah? he, um, yeah, Isaiah. So I called, uh, I called Isaiah in the room. I said, Isaiah, this is one of my friends. I've known him since he was six years old. I just want you to listen to our conversation. So he gets on the phone. <clears throat> my middle name is Craig. Everybody on my block called me Craig. As far as business and school levels, Reggie. So he he's on the phone with me. He says, Craig, you was a mean little kid. I said, I didn't do anything, Mike. I was the nicest kid on the block. He said, nah, you were kind of mean. He said, remember that time you had me and my brother hiding out from a syndicate mafia gang? I said, I did that. Said, yes, you did. I said, when? You said there was a gang, a, a gang called Intercrime. This was, I do remember the name. I didn't make this up. He said, you don't remember Intercrime? I said, no, I don't remember no Intercrime. He said, you told, when me and my brother first moved on the block, you and Lloyd Lewis, you told us about the Intercrime gang and they killed anybody that is under the age of 10 you told oh my god I, said, I did so then he goes like this he says 
yeah, we went on the top of the roof. It was a hot roof with tar in the summertime. And we stayed up on this roof, burning, baking for hours, waiting for Intercrime to come up the block. <laughs> because we told them, hide, <laughs> oh my on God. hide on your roof right now. Just hide on the roof. That's the way they won't get you. I don't know. I had nothing to do with that but the Intercrime. But the stories that people tell, to, whether they're lies or fun or. It's just fascinating. Dude, see, I, just, I just had flashbacks, though, because, man, I just realized, like, I come from a long line of crazy motherfuckers who do shit like that. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like my aunts and uncles are horrible. Like, they used to convince my Aunt Tara, who's the youngest, like, she's like, she's like 13 years older than me or something. They would convince her crazy shit. Like one time, they convinced her that they were all vampires, and then she, and then, oh but God. and then she was, she was going, oh, I'm going to tell daddy, and they were like, no, daddy's the king vampire, and then she she wouldn't talk to my grandfather because she thought he was a vampire, and then one time my uncle Packy was back on leave from the navy, and they put they put her in his duffel bag with a with a sleeve of crackers. And he, and, he, and he got and and I mean the, 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 you know they're living in Queens they're living on 166th Street they don't have a car he gets on the bus to go back to the naval yard and his bag starts moving and my aunt was in it what? like they used to do fucked up shit so yeah we, so yeah we're, we're, we're talking about Black History Month tonight yeah yeah we were we were my we, we, we were I mean I'm just I kidding. just had the Christmas flashback the Christmas flashback Sormar has a question for you. Yeah, yes. well, now I see that you need a lot of chakra cleansing because of your experience. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of inner child work, too. Yes. <laughs> I got to yes. give it to you all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those are some good stories. No. Now, uh, my, my yeah. stories are boring. I can't even bring them up here. But No, actually, actually, they're not. It's just that I get... Love I, it. I think of these people, I get joy out of these weird stuff that took like the time my sister stuck the key in the electric socket oh, oh, my um, sister did that too <laughs> yeah I'm like, it's pretty normal i'm finding out that quite a few people yeah. have gone through the experience of, my sister lit toilet yeah. paper on fire generation. in the bathroom and kept trying to pull it down to keep it going it, that it was going to go out and it just kept burning she was just like this like, don't tell anyone i'm like this shit is funny as hell and I, bet, I wish they had a camera back and i bet then your dad that. beat the shit out of both of you oh yeah my dad with his <laughs> nom flashbacks and oh, yeah. all bad as fuck Oh, oh no! You could swing on you could swing on a kid back in the day. <laughs> oh, when yeah, I look oh, yeah. at it now, now see we never really got bit, but the beat <laughs> bit. We never got beat, but the threat of being beat was yeah, just was as real. bad. Because oh, my yeah. my father yeah. was what he was a big, strong, burly guy that would stand next to my sister. My mother they had a routine. My mother would say, "Reginald, this girl ain't eating no food. She's not eating no food." And he would go stand next to Gina and say, "Gina." He would point at the plate with his big fingers. The finger would be an inch away from <laughs> the cockroaches or whatever. He'd be like, "I want you to eat." <laughs> so she would look at him like, "You're crazy." <laughs> then he would go, "I mean it. Eat now." <laughs> so she would look at him with this goofy look, like, "I'm not doing that because I know you never hit me." Because they didn't really hit; they threatened it. So then one time he adjusted his belt. He took it off. He set it on the right next to the plate. I'm going to use this belt if you don't eat now. <laughs> Gina starts playing with the buckle like, oh, this is kind of cool. Look at this buckle, Dad. Oh, <laughs> shit. Because he wasn't going to hit her. But we didn't know that back then. We didn't know because the terms were get inside. I'm going to beat your head off. That, I used to hear this all the time. Oh, yeah. Beat your head off. I'm going to beat your head. Boy, what do you mean? It doesn't even phonetically sound. I'm going to beat your head. <laughs> the rest of my body is going to be detached and you're going to be. But they used to do this all the time. Never hit us. Never, ever hit us. Then after a while, you get used to the threats. 
kind of like uh, I'm not gonna bring up his name, but you remember the teacher that used to make threats on you guys, uh, Dave, and and he always got beat up by the students. Oh, <laughs> he used to make yeah. threats. Yeah. He used to make threats on students what? like, if you don't stop this, I'm going to. And he would end up getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll leave awesome. his name. Yeah, we won't say his name. It was brutal. <laughs> It was pretty <laughs> uh, these The women here on the show haven't heard about the mad shitter, though. That one. Oh, oh the mad shitter. Oh. Let's hear this. Let's hear this. What a horrible wait. flashback. <laughs> okay, so we go back. Let's flashback. Let's, we, you hear the bubbles going. We're flashing back. 87. To a moment in time. Yes, 87. 87. Where I had, I was a teacher at this boarding school, and my duties on a Saturday evening was. Duties. He said duties. Yeah, yeah, duties. Remember that? They had wrote up duties. I still got that in my vocabulary. I haven't said duties in 40 years. (laughs) The duties were, my duties, my Saturday duties were to watch anybody in the gym. So I go in the gym. Most of the kids go home for the weekend, and most of the kids will go off campus for the weekend. So I'm sitting there with the easiest job in a in a gym reading Sports Illustrated or something. So there's one kid, black kid named Roger. I won't say his last name, but Roger is in there. He had a famous <laughs> uncle. He's in there shooting baskets by himself. Oh, we can say his and name. So I can't. No, I'm not. You can say his name. I'm not. <laughs> Roger Carew. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yes. Anyway, Uncle Rod Carew. Yes, there you go. So this there guy, go. this guy, he he finished. He's shooting for about a half hour. He finishes shooting. His jacket. He had a big red one of them bomber jackets, and is sitting right next to me. And he walks up and says, "Hey, Mr. Bullock, hey." So he walks by. He goes into the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, I hear the door. <laughs> the door is kicked open from the bathroom, and he comes running. He's Mr. Bullock, Mr. Bullock, come here. You gotta see this shit. You gotta see this shit. I didn't realize he's talking about real shit. You gotta see this shit. You gotta see this. Shit. I'm like Roger. Come on, man. Chill. It's Saturday. Nobody's here. I don't feel like moving. He said, no, please come here and see this. I said, Roger, chill. He said, no, somebody shit in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So he grabs his jacket. He puts it on. He looks at me shaking his head like, I can't believe you won't go see this. And he said, yes, please just go look. So I'm like, all right, all right. Just to satisfy you, I'm going to go look. I figured some trick. I walk in. I proceeded to see the longest piece of shit that wasn't broken off <laughs> that was in the sink. And this was an abnormal oh, sink. Shit. We didn't have a regular sink. This, the oh, sink, a three-year-old could not reach up with their hand. They shit in the sink. And the thing is, you know when you turn the water on? So from the back of where the water was turned on, it went down the back of the sink, all the way up the middle of the sink, and came over the edge of the sink. Oh, so that's this a is big a good shit. It's amazing. It's like a cake cutter. He had a cake cutter's ass. Whoever had to have cake cutter's ass. And so he shit from the back oh of the sink God. all the way down to the bottom I, of the sink, coming over the top of the other side. Like it was trying to slip, like it was a snake. It was trying to slip oh, its way out. Anaconda. A, and log, so I said, a big Holy. Log. My first reaction was, holy shit. I'm standing next to right. Roger Crew was standing next to me. And he says to me, I told you. I told you to shut up. Tell me what? He said, oh, it had to be somebody sick who could do that. And then he says, it had to be a basketball player. It had to be somebody over six. It had to be somebody over six. Because you can't get your ass up like that. You can't. You can't. So anyway, I looked at it. I said, oh, my God. Okay. Okay, we got to report this. Calm down. Look, I'm like, this is the worst I've ever seen in my life. No problem. Then about, I want to say about a week later, somebody shit on the, you know, the, 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 the 
the little radiators that come out from the wall they're on the base the base of the wall yeah yeah and this is you only have about an inch of of, of radiator that comes out about an inch they, room, they must have put their ass up against the wall and shit and slowly <laughs> slid down like a foot or two. They slid down a foot or two so it was perfectly lined up over this radiator and they didn't have no rope. Fucking crazy. So now you got this, you got another 15, 16 inches piece of shit. <laughs> so now the students, the students, you gotta realize when you had a boy all boys school, it happens at an all girls school, I heard this too, that because you're not trying to impress the opposite sex, people really show who they are. They really start to feel <laughs> silly. Shit. Yeah. And so the kids, the kids would always have a joke on something. So it's like, yo, who did it? He must be crazy. I know what it is. And he kept going and going. Somebody said, he's a mad shitter. <laughs> That's who he is. He's mad. And then, of course, me being a young teacher at the time, I was no more than 21, 22, 23. At that age, I'm going, yeah, it's probably somebody will never know who it is. Look at your faces now. It could be any one of you. You know, I'm adding to the joke until. Oh yeah, you until, were fucking with everybody. I was right behind until, you going, oh yeah. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who who uh who flipped it, and I didn't want to joke about it anymore. Chris Sataro looked at me in class one day, and he said, "It could be you, B, for all we know." And I said, "Hey, wait, come on, man, let's not play like that." <laughs> <laughs> it could be because he finds this the funniest and he's always talking about the mad shitter he's always point it could be him B it could be you I'm like alright let's stop talking let's get back to the class <laughs> so awesome. finally the actual his masterful moment whoever he is whatever he got caught wherever you are you are slimy if you listen to this now <laughs> one day we were just about to go to lunch and the teacher remember the 6 foot 4 teacher I'm not going to say his name you can say it but um, I forget his name the, but you I know, know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of goofy guy. But anyway, he comes knocking on my door. Six five. Irish dude. Knocking on my door. It was the Reggie. Come here right now. I need you to see something right now. I said, Barry, I got my, I said, Barry, I got my kids in here. What do you want me? I got my kids. It's lunchtime. I'll come there in a few minutes. He said, No, I need you to come into my room right now. I said, Barry, lunch starts in five minutes. Everybody be out here. No, come now. Said, all right, all right. So I walk in, <laughs> I walk in his room. He's got a briefcase, an <laughs> old-fashioned oh, no. briefcase is sitting on the desk. He says, go open up my briefcase, man. Go open it up. <laughs> I'm not opening, Barry. You open it up. You call me out of my classroom. There's nobody watching the kids. He says, no, just do me a favor. Open it up. I said, all I know one thing. It smells like shit in here. He says, that's right. Oh, open up God. my briefcase. I <laughs> know. So I open up the briefcase, and it's a perfectly piled oh, swirl no. of shit in the briefcase, which means somebody went in his classroom, crawled up on the desk, and, it, and then completely closed it. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, holy. And he's like, this, and the part that, that kept me from laughing, because the kids in there, they're trying not to laugh because he's pissed. He looks at me, isn't this some bullshit? This is some bullshit, Richard. Look at this. this is some bullshit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is, man. It is. Let me go back to my classroom. He smells in here. He goes, this is some bullshit. We gotta find out who did this. And then from there, everybody's talking about the mad shitter. Then it was, then it was known. It's like we didn't know who did it. We still don't when know. They did it. Wow. We still don't know. Every, ever that. since to this day, Reggie yeah. and I pass newspaper articles where like there's a mad shitter. You're there was somebody. one in Massachusetts. Imagine, imagine yeah. though, if that was '87. You said, yeah. But imagine remember, now yeah. somebody would have Instagrammed. 
around. They need to call us. And oh, TikToks, my God, oh, the yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yes. And it would have gone been a, down. They'd have been busted for shitting in a briefcase. I mean, <laughs> but honestly, Either that or they're on <laughs> some crazy arc. Because I remember, I think it was like three or four months ago, I sent you an article. There was a guy in Massachusetts. They were finding mad shit on park benches and historical landmarks in Boston. And I said, oh, shit, man. The mad shit wow. is going on. It could you know? be. It could be. I don't know, man. If they're I mean, listening, call us. That could go one of two ways, right? That could go one of two ways. Either, either this motherfucker is in prison because he should be for something or he's or he's so sneaky and masterful that this motherfucker is getting away with like robbing banks and museums and shit right like he's a cat right, burglar yeah, he, he leaves his signature shit, shit everywhere <laughs> or, or he uses shitty powers for a greater cause he could be he could be fighting crime with his shit we don't mm-hmm. know what he's true huh? maybe he was at the capitol insurrection they did find shit in the capitol <laughs> they did and they're maybe using it for dna <laughs> He's in, he's gonna be the new superhero in Infinity Wars Part Three. Yep, the mad shit. <laughs> shit man, shit man, snap your fingers shit, and toilet paper comes. Woo. But how could you? My thing is, it was, it wasn't. It was just a clean cookie cutter type of shit. I'm like, who does this? Yeah. Who has my? Can you just go to the bathroom and get? It? I mean, like, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of questions. It raises yeah. a lot of questions. There is. And I mean, it's questions about us because we had no major investigation. We were just laughing it off like, oh, well. <laughs> true. <laughs> Some sick shit. Oh, well, Except probably, that poor guy, Barry, who, who had the briefcase. He probably oh, never he was, opens the briefcase he, again. No, he, well, he, he gave it to the I, Goodwill or he's something. He's got PTSD from briefcases <laughs> I mean, from I, now on. Well, I would have thrown I, it out the window. I would have just thrown it out the fucking window. Imagine who had to clean it. Exactly. No, you don't exactly. reuse it. His you wife. It you throw His it out. wife. You throw that out. Yeah, you definitely throw that out. There's no coming back from that. You don't reuse that. You definitely throw that out. I, I don't know if you were there. This might have been like your freshman year, Dave, but there was a kid, a black kid from the Bronx, and he was he was really, really street street. So they wanted me to talk to him because, you know, I was from the Bronx. And they said, talk to this kid. You might. He was a very good basketball player. I don't think he had enough money to stay. He was there for about a week. And he comes into my classroom, and they pull me aside and say, hey, this kid is a little bit rough in the streets. You understand the streets. Just talk to this kid. Talk to this kid. So he's sitting right up front in my classroom, and I've got my briefcase open, right? My briefcase is kind of almost blocking his face as I'm talking to him. A six foot seven kid. He's sitting there. And so I said to him, I said, Damon, now listen, this is a hard environment to get adjusted to. We're living in the freaking woods. Used to the Bronx. We got mm-hmm. bats at night that will fly around. <laughs> we got oh, all yeah. kind of shit. So if you ever need me, to, he's, I said, listen, don't get in trouble. If you play ball, we're going to get you a scholarship. He's like, he's looking at me with these, with the, with the Bambi deer eyes. Like, yes. Mr. Bullock, you're such a savior talking to you. You're such a good black guy. Wow, I never met anybody like you. And I'm, I'm really hitting home. He's shaking his head. Looks like a tear is going to come out of his eyes. Like, thank you for this information. I said, all right, now, keep your head up. If you have any problems, you come and see me first before you think about beating or hitting or punching somebody. Come to me, okay? He's like, yes, Mr. Bullock. Thank you so much. And he walks out of the classroom. And I said, wow, I've done my job. Now, mind you, my briefcase was open. The top part was up facing him. I turned my briefcase around and he has a beautifully I was pissed. He has a beautifully done dame dog in the house. Wrote all all over my briefcase in chalk. Oh shit. Oh, so shit. I, I went out of the classroom. I said, David, did you just write all my briefcase when I'm giving you all of this good shit not to get kicked out? He goes, I didn't do that. So what do you mean? Your <laughs> <laughs> name is on the oh, briefcase. It's this Damon dog. He goes, I didn't do that. <laughs> you did do I saw your fingers moving in a certain direction. How about this one? We briefcase, we're having briefcase stories. Do you remember that you were there? 
you were there when this one kid, ah, I don't want to say his name because I really like this kid. He just had a bad day. <laughs> he came up to ask me. My briefcase was open. I'm sitting on sitting at the desk. I'm correcting papers. And he leans over my briefcase and he asks me, hey, Mr. Bullock, you think you can check my test? <laughs> when he says it, this big drool just drops uh. out of his mouth into my briefcase. And all the kids saw it. They're like, yo, nasty motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and you're like, Bullock, you got to throw that briefcase out. He just drooled in your briefcase by accident. But I won't, I will not say his name. I won't say it. These days, you got to burn that briefcase with COVID. Yeah, you got to burn Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nope. Does anyone have food? a briefcase anymore? Uh, really? Huh? Does anyone even have a briefcase anymore? No. They don't do <laughs> I have yeah, a messenger kind of... bag. That's it. Ugh. Or zip. Or fanny zip pack? Do it all. Yeah. I no. Zip fanny box. packs. Fanny first. packs are cute. They got their zip pack. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 tell people. What are they like? Men time. packs? I don't know. So are my. They got all the, the good packs. stuff now. So. <laughs> anyway, I'm 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 glad you guys called again. Remember the last time I wouldn't let you guys get off the phone because I'm like, I'm in COVID. I have no friends. I have nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been sitting waiting for like a month and a half. I'm like, please call back. Please, could you guys call back? Now I'm, I feel good. Now I have my my friends are back. <laughs> well, we gotta have you up here uh, soon. Yeah, like when things absolutely. calm down. I'm having a Juneteenth party, so yeah. maybe you can really? come. Yeah, yeah. 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 Reggie, you should come. Who's the really? speaker again? Uh, we're trying to get um, a woman named Joy DeGru, um to speak, Dr. Joy DeGru. If you don't know her, she's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, really? If, yep, she's incredible. Um, and, you know, we just, we're going to have some music. We want to have some spoken word and just a really fun That's celebration. Um, and like you said, just passively educate people you know yeah and, yeah you know and it just it, it has to get out there like what what you know that's the only yeah. way for this to i think we truth. should have yeah. name tags to say white devil no i like we're <laughs> gonna saying, i think we should what? have like a name tag that's <laughs> no, like uh what? hi my name is you missy and i'm white privileged <laughs> yeah. oh that's a that's much better <laughs> I'm, I'm a privileged white oh. person yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how do you but like I, to but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the key thing. But you know something that's going on right in front of our face, and it doesn't hit me until I watch. I've tried watching this whole series twice, and I get in the middle, and I can't finish it. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. But uh, That's interesting. Watching. Yeah, you need <laughs> to watch it? it. If you can get Handmaiden's I think it's Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Right. Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, yeah. Uh, and what did I say? Handmaiden's? I said Iron Maiden. What did I say? Handmaid. <laughs> yeah, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> homemade homemade Handmaid. lemonade. But no. <laughs> Handjob Tales. Show, right? <laughs> 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 if you watch that Oh, show, it's me, Mr. Handmaid. I know. You're going to find when you see the treatment of women. We're not far off of the stuff that they're yeah, showing no, you. That. We're not far wrong. off of that. We're just and we're living, that. you know, when you talk about like things like slavery and mm -hmm. Jim Crow in the 60s and, and you say to yourself, how could people have done that back? We're doing something very similar <clears throat> that, to that to women today. Mm -hmm. We really are. Oh, yeah. right. The treatment is crazy how we treat them, how we speak to them, how we talk to them. It really is crazy. And so when I watch that show, I'm like, wow, we really do look at them as just, you just, just breed children and shut up and do what we say. And it's not as, it's not open like that, but it kind of is, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's one of those things that I, I bring that up to say that if we could learn all the little nuances of each culture and differences, whether it's gender, race, color, whatever it is, language, if we could learn that, I really, and learn it at an early age. We have to learn that early age. That's the key. You can't take a black history course when you're 45 years old and you've been sitting up in your, under your parents for, 
you know, the last 45 years, they've been putting crazy stuff in your head. Because stuff was put, look, look what's put in my head about Santa Claus. Right. I, imagine, <laughs> imagine if my parents never corrected that. Oh, I, yeah. I would literally think, oh, I would, I'm telling you, I'd be the person at Walmart shooting every Santa Claus. On Wait, but, but was there, <clears throat> but did you think Santa Claus was white Santa Claus? Like, is that, I like, thought he was I, white. Oh my God. Oh, so he was yeah. white and yeah. he was going to whoop I you too. He and, and he had spitting tobacco. He was a Southern he, Santa. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but what I found out was that was that's not common, but it's more common than what I thought. That Santa Claus, the whole thing of he would beat you, was a southern thing. Oh. It's not completely southern. So every time you meet somebody from the south, you, you're gonna look like you? a fool. Say <laughs> Santa Claus beat your ass. Did you did you almost get your ass beat by Santa? They might not know what you're talking about, especially today. Yeah, no. But, um, that that, that but sounds yeah. like some crazy shit. Renard's dad would tell him because he's cra- he's fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Really? I gotta ask him about that. Man, yeah. <laughs> Those they got stories. all of the, and then I heard from uh, um, and all these names are coming back to me. I don't know if you remember Dave. You remember Tito Gomez? When yeah, I told yeah. Tito the story, you know Tito was at that school four years and learned like five words of English. He was there every Spanish kid that came to that school. They learned English within like a year. They were pretty good. Right. Tito was the only kid that he had about five words that he knew when he came <laughs> into the school as a freshman and five words. And most of the five words is this is fucked up, b. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. He, all he knew was fuck, but he knew how to use it. He, I got to give him credit. He would be able to take the word fuck and use it for so many different adjectives, pronouns. Oh, yeah. He was really good at, this is fucked breakfast, B. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. We played fuck today, B. You played bad today? Okay. 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 B, you're a good fucking teacher. <laughs> like, all right. All right. But, uh, Tito, I forgot what the, the Tito story I was going to tell, but Tito, uh, he was, oh no, he, this is what he was going to say. He was going to say one time that they, uh, well, I was talking about the Santa Claus and thing. He said, we have something like that in Puerto Rico. I said, what did you have in Puerto Rico? The three kings. <laughs> oh my he God. said, yeah, my little brother was scared that the three kings would beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> You put that on the three kings. This has become a, like a religious thing now. That's how they kids. Yeah. Oh wow. That's how we kept in check. <laughs> yeah, that's how you kept kids in check. But I believe to this day, I don't care what you would say. My parents and every other parent in my in my family, every aunts and uncles, they're all having sex at night. That's the best way you could do it. You got these kids well, that I mean, are around. It's genius. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, it is yeah. like don't come out of your room don't breathe well, don't was, breathe for the it, next day you think the holiday was built sense. off the biggest lie of all anyway right <laughs> Christmas mm-hmm. you know the immaculate child you know yeah well virgin yeah, yeah. virgin <laughs> white Jesus I'm not, I'm not touching this <laughs> white touching Jesus this. I believe white it but I'm not Jesus. touching it looking like Kid uh, Rock there's a lot of little weird stuff Yes, Kid Rock. Oh my God! But um, it's it's just interesting childhood, the memories that we have. Oh yeah. Um, I believe that anybody can do a full movie that would be hysterical if you could not film your childhood but sit there and give your information to a movie director. Mm-hmm. I believe every one of you right now, absolutely, has at least five great childhood stories. Whether oh, they make yeah. sense or not, they're great stories. Right. Dog that scared the whole neighborhood. You know that story. There's always that one dog. Dog caught up. It's just on Soul's house. Why? His dog is a killer. He has killed like 20 people. Really? It's not in the papers, but he's done it. Look out for intercrime. Intercrime is coming. Intercrime. How corny can, you know, intercrime. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That was great childhood, though. I can't can't complain growing up in the Bronx. 
definitely. When I look at all of the stuff that I did, I look at my parents as like bad parents because I'm like, how was I playing on a bike five blocks away from my house when today you can't even leave you can't even leave your front gate without a parent? I can't believe I'm alive, man. Right. I can't believe I'm alive. (laughs) Like because they would like as long as there were like at least five of us, we could walk anywhere. We're just walking around. We're just walking. We're just walking around Queens for hours. They didn't know where the fuck we were. They weren't cell phones. We weren't hopping on a payphone. We're just walking around. But like, oh, it's it's like five years. You're ten. You should be good. What? What? Five ten. I could I could take out five ten year olds right now. Like (laughs) like like serious. Like we were safe because it was five of us. Different times. Yeah. Like crazy. I remember I used to buy my grandmother's cigarettes. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow! Remember that? Yeah. Uh, Here you go. Yeah. Keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Don't smoke one on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It'll stunt your growth. Yes. <laughs> Our okay. childhoods were amazing. If you if you can if you can I think the key thing is what he just said a second ago. If you can survive, if you survive, because when I think about the places I was and the mm-hmm. things I did, I said there were no parents there. Oh Wait yeah. a minute. How did we? You know, I, I, I flash back to that all the time. And I say, I would never. My kid could not, as a poor, I say, he couldn't play outside 10 minutes by himself without me checking. Where you at? Yes. Hey, what you doing? What you got in your hands? Oh, What's yeah. going on here? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd be playing in the street. Like, that's what we yes. play in the street. You know? Yes. Like, what? Ca- cars coming. Oh, yeah. Well, that's when we, you shout car. Yeah, You'll be like, car. And everybody yes. I, I tell my daughter, text me when you cross the street. And oh, she yeah. like goes down. Like, oh. <laughs> People don't it's look. True. They're texting and driving. Just text me when oh, you get across well, the street. Well, yours truly, I got. A, I actually got a, it wasn't a real whooping, but it was one of them old-fashioned whoopings where they hit you like three times. My father gave me a spanking for crossing the street one time. And I remember I was so happy because he was like, don't you? Ever cross the street? Why? Now, mind you, we live in the Bronx with cars are doing 100 miles oh, an hour yeah. in a 10 mile an hour zone. So you really don't want your kid across the street. But this is one day I was no more than five or six, and I was like, "Wow, I can do it." There's no cars coming. I've looked both ways. I'm gonna do it. And I ran across the street. And I said, "I made it without dying." You know, because my parents they put in your head, "You're gonna die." <laughs> a, local, a locomotive train is gonna a train is gonna hit you. Gonna die. <laughs> so I crossed the street, and my father comes out. He paid the babysitter. And he comes out. He's like, oh, where you at? I said, I'm over here, Dad. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I didn't know. What I just announced to him was, you're going to get your ass <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And that was the mindset. Today, we were like, all right, I want to beat your ass, but don't do that again. Here, yeah, exactly. here, let me let me buy you some candy at the candy store. Yeah. No, they, uh, that was... That was very different of what they allowed us. But the, but to be honest, I think we get smarter. Not that my parents are bad or you guys' parents are bad. I think each generation gets a little bit smarter. I think the internet has helped us see that there are lunatics out there. There's always the guys in the white van with no oh, windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I think we've all evolved. But um, but it's just amazing. It's just amazing the lives we've lived. Uh, each one of you. I'm being very serious. Oh, each yeah. one of you have lived an amazing life that could be told in a book or a story, something like that. And I would recommend, I know we're getting at the end, but I would recommend each one of you to start some type of, I'm being very serious on this, to start some type of YouTube channel where nobody can see what's on it, but just save your stories and mm. your memories for idea. your children before you reach 80 and 90 so that your children, particularly your grandchildren, can go back and see 
okay, this is what grandma was like. Because wouldn't you want that? Like right now, if you could, if you could see your grandmother speaking at 35, 40, 45, 50, wouldn't you yeah, want no, that? Th- that would now? be a great thing. Like, I always thought yes. that. Like I said to somebody about making some sort of like app where you can do that instead of, they were like, oh, that's Facebook. I'm like, no, it should be like a living family tree. So you right. can like plug in like right. a video of your grandma and, you know, and then go back and be able to see it. Like, yeah, nobody's made that app yet. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh oh, we've got to wait a minute. I don't want to give my DNA. I'm gonna call you guys when right? the show is over. I'm gonna call you guys right back, yeah, and right? we're gonna create this app. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be. Well, we won't. We're gonna this. be we'll billionaires. We'll have Lou edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That is a great idea. I didn't even think about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm giving the money to YouTube, but mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, it would be. So, I never. Right. I never. I mean, I wanted to do it. I just. I yeah. didn't. I was. I thought about my dad was dying of cancer. I was like, oh. Like, oh, you know, wow. and like, and like he could be like, yeah. you know, keeping a diary, you know, mm. so yeah. that everybody could look back. But, uh, you know, yeah, well, particularly, sort of and you know, the ones, that that. Will, the, <laughs> the ones that will get the most from this, if you just think about it this way, will probably be your grandchildren or great grandchildren. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm. because they'll be able to see something they never saw before and say, mm-hmm. wow, he's, and they can see weird little things like grandpa's lip quivers just like yeah, mine. Exactly. Look at great grandpa. They can right. see yeah. all of this yeah. stuff and hear about their dreams and stuff like that. And that was one of the reasons why um, I, I did actually The Greatness 5 because there's a handful of stories I wanted to do. So I just wanted my kids to be able to have this when I left and say, hey, this was this is a crazy, silly crap that your grandfather made <laughs> when he was alive. But it would give them because I look at my ancestors. I'm like, wow, I would love to know what they sound like, what they look like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I stare at pictures of, uh, of my grandfather, great grandfather. I never knew him, but I stare at it mm-hmm. right now. I'm like, wow, wonder what he went through. I would just love to hear his voice just to hear you know his voice and stuff like that so mm. those are i think you just created something you might yeah. want to, you might want to block this show from being <laughs> no you guys have that's yeah, an app no that, that really secret. is that's a great we have to idea. edit this part yeah. out yeah. this is yeah, yeah, yeah. You edit the, i'm telling you you guys need to sit and think about it. that is a billion dollar idea Shh. that is a billion yeah. dollar idea yeah. uh, so, well reggie too bad i'm too bad I'm going to be at the thing tomorrow patenting it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Reggie, I want to thank you so much uh, for, for doing the interview and uh, also just being like a big brother to me like throughout my whole life. Like you were the best teacher I ever had. And I learned so much Aww. from you. And, uh, I think everybody wants like to my say history that. teacher. Right? I can yeah. never say that. You know, I, I learned so much. So I, pre- I appreciate that. And uh, before you go, though, we'd love to get a tag from you. You know what to do. I am the mad shitter. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I never did that. It was me. It was me. I did it. I was born with cake cutting ability. <laughs> um, yes, you're listening to. Let me get this right. Tell me what you want me to say again. Say, hey, Modern, Modern hey this is Reggie Show. Bullock. You're listening to Modern Problem Uh-oh. Show. Okay. You got me? You guys are on mute. I think somebody's on mute. No, you got me. Yellow. Okay, I got you now. All right, yeah, go ahead. Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I was playing over there. I was making. I was just checking my phone, which you're on. Oh, just... anyway, so it's weird. It just had a glitch. Yeah. I just had. We're so... gonna keep this in the tag, by the way. So yeah, this whole right. banter. It's it's so exciting talking to you that he's checking his phone that you're on right now. <laughs> right, right, right. You're such a great guest. <laughs> we're checking to see when our next guest is ready. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's full of shit. <laughs> so He's telling Santa, we got him for Black History Month and he's telling Santa Claus, beat me stories. <laughs> Think about hey, it. Think that's about- a Modern Problems episode. That's Definitely. a Modern Problems episode. That's right. Yes, this is Reggie Bullock. This is- Wait a minute, let me start again. 
This is filmmaker Reggie Bullock, and you're listening to Modern Problems Radio Show with my friends. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. You were amazing. All right. Thank you. You guys are incredible. It's the 19th of June. Yeah. And yes, yes, nineteenth. And I'm gonna be sitting here when I get off the phone, I'm just gonna sit here in a prayer prayer position waiting for you guys to call me back for the next interview. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I have no friends. It's, it's COVID season. Oh. oh well you can always get a healing yeah. from uh Soramar. Yes, I'll send you my information. We'll do it through Zoom. Please do yeah, that because no, because I'm into that. My sister's my my sister, my daughter's really into that. Oh really? Oh yes, that yeah, will connect. Yeah, big I, time. We'll definitely Big connect time. after and uh, do some work. Yes. Yes, yes. We believe in all of that stuff. I do the meditation, all Ooh. of that stuff. And, yeah, I've been doing it for years. And just any anything in that realm, I, I, I deal with. Ooh, and I it. deal with, but yeah. I, I love it because I believe in, you know, people have the gifts and the skills, the cards, tarot cards, readings, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm into, yeah. Yes, I love it. I'm all okay. into that as well. So, yes. There you go. All right, yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Well, listen, Thank great you. talking to you. Yeah, nice man. to meet right. you, Reggie. Talk to you mm-hmm. soon. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you. Have a All right. Night. Love you, Reggie. Bye. Love you, too, bro. All okay, right. Okay, bye-bye. Peace. Bye. All right. He was awesome. Yeah, he definitely I want to meet him. Modern Problems Show. That's oh, right. There it is. <laughs> well, let's see. If there's a mad shitter out there that hears this, please call in to the show. We want to know the secret. I want to know who this well, motherfucker is. It could be anonymous. Like, I, I just want to talk to him. I, you know, I sent shit anonymously to people. You can send it from the San Francisco Zoo. Oh, yeah. And you can send like yeah, elephant yeah. dove oh, yeah. or gorilla, and you anonymously send oh, like three funny. pounds. I sent it to this client one time. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it. How professional. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> Next week, we got uh, Bella Ferrari and uh, Celeste Bonin from Lit Spices. Lit Spices. So it's going to be good. Uh, any other information you need, modprobshow.com. And uh, we love you. We do. Love you. Modern Happy Valentine's Day. Problems. Show. Keep it classy. On the other side. Bruce. Ride the snake.